so that we can really, again, understand, okay, where is this uh, POC, uh, a yeah. new person at, and then meet them at least uh, as close as possible to their, to their current state. You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Thursday, so this is our hashtag one team episode. Sangram and someone from the Terminus team discuss what they're learning at the moment and how it applies to you. Here we go. Welcome to the Flip My Phone podcast. I am, this is this is our Thursday podcast, which means we're going to have somebody from Terminus telling their story, what their life looks like, and we get to learn feet on the ground, people are in the trenches. Uh, this time, I have Jason Katz with me. Jason is the manager of retention operations, which you have to explain a little bit, not just to me, to everybody else, but he's <laughs> the manager of retention operations on the customer success team. And what's interesting is he had, Jason has a sales background. You yep. were a salesperson uh, through and through. You were actually a really good salesperson based on what I know uh, before you got into Terminus. Well, thank you. And, uh, and you came into as a CSM. And, yep. and I'm, I'm just curious before we get into it, but, but the most important thing that we're going to cover on this podcast is Jason kind of walking through the expansion and the retention process and what people need to think about, uh, what challenges they face in it. So we're going to go deeper into this other side of sales and marketing that most people don't think about. They think about Marketing's job is to do great leads and accounts. Sales job is to close those deals. But then CSM are the ones who are stuck with it, right? They have to make them successful. And there's a whole art and science around it. So I'm super excited to get your take on it, Jason. So Jason, welcome to the show, man. Thank you, Sangram. I'm excited. All right. And I heard you bench listen a ton of shows before you got into it. Hey, I was just trying to get a feel, you know, of how uh, of how uh, off the cuff you want yeah. this. So, you know. And got what's it. your take so far? You know, super laid back, really just a conversation. Yeah. Uh, wouldn't be any different than a conversation we would have yeah, as, you're, as you're running around the office like you usually do. Not, no problem. I think there was somebody who came in uh, last week. He's like, hey, Cal, so where do you sit? And I'm like, uh, sit. <laughs> I, I don't think I do sit in the office. I don't even have a desk. <laughs> so it was very interesting to kind of get that part. <laughs> so Jason, uh, what what is your role? What is retention operations? And and then as you talk about it, also talk about why is that important? Yeah. Um, so retention operations. Um, it really comes down to owning net retention, um, which is essentially, um, if you look at it, uh, expansion minus churn. Um, okay. well, you're giving a real day. formula there. Expansion minus churn. All right. Yeah. Um, So working with CSMs um, to both identify and facilitate an expansion opportunity, but also, right, helping um, serve as a resource uh, for more challenging conversations as it relates to retaining a customer. Mm -hmm. Um, So really helping, um, you know, the managers and the team prioritize their time, focus, um, and ensure that the proper resources are there to put our best foot forward for any any customer. Was that kind of your role since the beginning? How, how has that changed? Yeah, uh, not at all. So How long has it been? Like you, you, You've been at Terminus. Two years. Two over years. two years. Two years in a month. So were you sure. like, what, number 10, number 15 or something? I was like 20-ish. 20-ish? Okay. Give or take. Give, all right. Yeah. Um, so what was the role at that time, and how has it progressed into being retention, being you're such a big focus area? 
Yeah. Um, so I stepped into the role um, being new to customer success as a CSM, yeah. right? That's like really where I started at Terminus um, and really focused on immersing myself uh, in, you know, sort of the customer success culture, mindset, et cetera. Um, and really, you know, listen to people like uh, Lincoln Murphy, yeah. a lot of the thought leaders in the space. But at the same time, I felt like something, something was wrong with customer success in the sense that it was retention and like, uh, you know, churn zero, um, you know, negative retention. It all seemed like we're, we're sort of reporting on like a negative, a negative metric. It's like, it doesn't, doesn't feel right. Um, having come from a sales background, right. right? right. Where like you get to close deals. Yeah. It's like your numbers are going down and we all know, you know, so much of churn can be situations that are totally out of a CSM's control. Yeah. So give, I want give an example of that. When you know, what kind of churns that are like, you know, just CSM can't control. Yeah, the company goes out of business. Yeah. Um, you know, we, you know, a customer's company uh, is having to close the doors. Yeah. Um, you know, that's a situation, right, where uh, as much as the CSM would like to be their CFO yeah. and maybe have uh, you know, not had the doors closed. Yeah. You know, we can't. And that's, you know, there's also like point of contact change quite a bit, right? Especially oh, yeah. the one that we're selling to you know, oh, yeah. from marketer's perspective. How often do you see point of contact change? Yeah, we we see roughly um, per customer through a year, one one uh, turnover, POC turnover in one year, in one year. Yep. Every year there is a turnover pretty much on average. Yep. Wow. Yeah, that, that got to be tough, right? So well, how do you how do you go back? Like, do you go through the new training process for them to get back into it? Or do you kind of get pass it back to the sales team? What are the best practices that you've seen? Yeah, really, it's taking a step back and and asking a lot of questions. So uh, fairly in line with Alex's podcast from a a couple weeks ago, I think, um, to really understand um, and meet the customer where they're at, right? So, so much of a new POC coming into things is understanding, okay, what's their background with ABM? Right. What um, What's their knowledge of Terminus? What is their knowledge? What is their opinion over past use, right? Past application. Yeah. So that we can really, again, understand, okay, where is this uh, POC, uh, a yeah. new person at? And then meet them at least uh, as close as possible to their, to their current state. Yeah. So I think that, I mean, I don't know if many people understand, right? It, it almost feels like customer success is your sales, it's, it's a revenue number, right? And that's one of the reasons why you have a retention number uh, on your back. You also have to think about what is the revenue that's going to come from retention. So what are your goals? What is what is it that the number that you are tied to and what do you think about every day waking up? Yeah, it's about really driving um you know, expansion Mm -hmm. um, in the sense of upsell, cross-sell, you know, working with different teams in an organization, um, which really, at the end of the day, ties directly into retaining that customer. They go hand in hand. And so what really is is most important, in my opinion, is getting as far ahead of a renewal as possible Mm -hmm. to understand, right, if there are challenges, how can we work towards fixing those challenges and put them on a track, right, where, um, you know, they are going to be successful and they are then in position, right, to to grow their business um, in partnership with Terminus. Yeah. Um, so really thinking through how, um, you know, looking at our customer base on a day-to-day basis and understanding, you know, 
All right, here is where you know we think a customer is super happy and they want to uh, continue to grow that partnership. Yeah, and then also looking at you know, hey, where are um, you know the the opportunities where we need to spend some extra time and potentially take it back a level um, to take a big step forward in that customer's experience. So now this is where it's going to get real practical. All right. All right. Give me give give me and the listeners an example where uh, where where you lost. Yep. Right. Because I think people learn from lost opportunities and the lost deals more than the success. Right. And, yep. and a lot of people just talk about success. I want you to talk about the loss. Like, hey, look, we tried. We knew everything. We did everything we could, but we still lost. Um, and what did you learn from it? Yeah. Um, you know, I think at the end of the day, the first the first one that comes to mind is a, a company. Um, I won't say their name, yeah, but uh, it was it was a customer of mine. Yeah. Um, and before I moved into this role. I was really trying to prove out the upsell side of things. Yeah. So I was super gung-ho about, you know, um, upselling this customer. And what industry do you remember the industry? They were in, like, the manufacturing, okay. um, like, tech industry, okay. if you will. Um, supply chain type deal. All right. So if if you go back, and if I went back and had to sort of look at that, at that experience, I think I got so focused, right, on... Uh, putting the cart before the horse, if you will. And so thinking back to my description about really retention being the the main um, and success being the main driver and getting a customer to expansion, yeah. the success and the retention, need that piece needs to come first, right? Yeah. The renewal. Um, and in this case, I think by focusing so much on the upsell, uh, you know, that particular customer stopped using the platform. It yeah. became much more about the contract and the yeah. cost. And really, two months passed before I even knew it. Yeah. And next thing I know, um, I get an email that you know the customer is not only going to be um, unable to renew. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they won't be upgrading in that process as well. Right. Um, and so that was really tough um, because I almost created damage. Yeah. Out yeah. of a situation in which things were in a decent spot. Yeah. Um, and it can also be a, a situation where it's important to have. Uh, a good cop, bad cop, or uh, dual roles, if you will, um, in the customer relationship. Because at that point, I sort of had damaged um, the trust in me as their trusted advisor. Because you just went too early in the process. You just, yeah. So is that why you are more of a supporting role to the existing CSM? So the CSMs can continue to focus on making sure they're the best advisor, supporter, um, game changer for them connecting them with the right people inside the company, helping them, strategizing, all that stuff. But when it comes to taking them, and I, I like, I think the way, um, I think Lincoln puts it, is not upsell, it's observe. So I'm going to say yes. observe. So when we think about observing our customers, that's when they bring you in and your job so that there's no direct attachment to the process. You, you're really just trying to figure out, okay, how do I help them more? And here are the things, but the customer success person doesn't have to be in the middle of it. Exactly. Um, and I've seen, you know, having been a CSM, but also our team on a yeah. day-to-day basis, how incredibly talented, but also difficult the CSM role is. Yeah. And the last thing, and it, it's truly unfair on both sides, you know, for a CSM to have to be pushed, right, to upserve yeah. uh, a customer. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, have to then pick up the relationship as if nothing ever happened. Yeah. Right. It's it almost, tough to... Yeah. Like if all of a sudden I started screaming in here, it'd be difficult for you to trust me, right? Um, you wouldn't really know, am I, is, 
is Jason like a nice guy or is he the screaming version, yeah, it's like, right? It's almost like the passive aggressive part of the whole thing. Yeah. While at the same time, I think CSMs deserve credit for upserving that customer. They're yeah. the ones that have been, you know, for the past 10 months uh, working day in and day out on their strategy. Yeah. So for them to not be able to own and succeed in the upserve portion of things, yeah. upsell, cross-sell. I love that. I love that you've yeah. been using upserve. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, it It's just not fair. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, I you know, really passionate about putting them in the best potential position to succeed. Yeah. Um, and that is, you know, in, in many ways, continuing to protect them as that trusted advisor. So talk to us about the idea. The majority of the people who are listening are either marketing or sales or executive. And, and we're starting to get a lot more people who are in customer success roles, which is, which is amazing. What have you learned from being a salesperson that you brought into as a CSM? And then clearly at the end of the day, you and your team, I feel are, and I'm going to say this, and with, you know, hopefully you don't take any of the way, is the second hardest team working the company. The I agree one is sales. I agree. Right? They have to, the SDR team who has to pound the phones and get the emails out and, and have as many demos. I think their job is, I believe, is one of the hardest jobs in the tech. Um, and then, but the next hardest job that I don't think gets enough credit is CSM. Because mm-hmm. you guys are behind the scenes for the most part. Everybody's hitting a gong every time a deal is closed, but every time a retention is done or revenue is generated or upserving is done, I think there's not enough credit given to it. So uh, I know you have gone through a lot of change from, from that perspective. And as we as a company have gone through that too. What have you learned and what have you brought, what have you learned in the process of bringing sales and customer success together and how important is that? Yeah, um, ultimately it, it's the knowledge. Right. Um, so much of I think Lincoln Murphy says it all the time. Right. Success is not happiness. Yeah. Um, oftentimes you need to have challenging conversations to get there. Well, what team has challenging conversations all the time? The team that's selling um, as well as the customer success team. But those conversations are very different. Right. Um, they're at different points in the relationship. And so there's been so much knowledge to be gained um, from the sales team yeah. and how, you know, they are are dealing and challenging with prospects yeah. and vice versa, right? The sales team needs to hear what customer success is doing to challenge customers that are really applying a concept now with our software yeah. in, in its, its reality at this point. Yeah. Um, you know, they have the results, they have the use. Yeah. Um, so I think like at the end of the day, as simple as it is storytelling, yeah. right? Like what worked, what different things are we trying? And something we notice is something like a certain talk track, a yeah. certain, um, you know, way of approaching and challenging a prospect. The AE team would be, you know, succeeding with it for a few weeks. And at this, you know, that's something customer success would benefit from. Right. Um, and so it was those types of conversations that help facilitate, you know, sort of this joint approach that we take. Yeah. Um, and it's been really cool to see, uh, you know, the, the the progress and growth since. Yeah. Is that standard or is that something it's really hard to do? Yeah, um, it's hard to do. 
Um, everybody has, you know, a different agenda, a different job to do, right? right. Different work to do. Um, yeah, it almost feels like you're piling on the work for sales and they're like, well, I need to just close the deal. It's your job. And and customer sales is like, well, we need to close the right deal so we can serve them the best. So yep. I can see both sides of the argument. And a lot has been talked about the marketing and sales alignment, but not much around sales and customer success yeah. alignment. So what pieces of as we wrap this thing up? What is what are the advice? What what's advice would you give to people in customer success today to say here's here are the two or three things you need to think about when you're aligning with sales and how do you how do you present that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it's taking an approach of it doesn't matter who is involved, right? We are going to do what is best and put the best resources in place. Um, for that given customer. Um, And every customer is treated differently, right? Um, And so putting together from an incentivizing the right behavior, um, it's important, right, to say it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, um, you know, we should be like true ABM, closing the best fit customers. And in return, right, um, in that process, they're more likely to upsell um, yeah. or upserve, if you will. And at the end of the day, that is going to mean more revenue for all parties, right? Yeah. So everybody wins, including the customer, right? because we're not having to do things that might not be right in the moment just yeah. because they don't have the proper resource to have that conversation. Um and then the second piece is just to to listen to one another. Um, have the conversations. It's amazing what can happen when everybody just shuts their laptops yeah. and just talks about both the good and the tough conversations they've had, yeah. how they've overcome them, and the questions that come from that. You know, CSMs will chime in like, well, that's a, that I actually just had that objection with a customer. Yeah. You had it with a prospect. I could have... I could have used exactly sort of the strategy you applied in that situation in, in you know, a future challenging conversation. Yeah. I think it, it's even more important to have those open dialogues because we're not in a transactional sales business. Nope. We are educating the entire category. We're helping them understand how to do things. And we're learning as, as we're learning with our customers. It's not like we got it all figured out and covered. So I think that that makes a lot of sense. So Jason, man, I'm going to try to wrap this up because you have a lot of really interesting things. One, you coming from a sales background, I think it's it's a big advantage for you because you can come into a customer success conversation and sell at the same time are able to talk and take, take the customer through a journey. Um, and I, I don't think that's a standard thing for most salespeople so, or customer success people. So I think that's, that's huge. And, and I think you've done a phenomenal job in the last two years of making that a reality. The other part that, uh, that you said, and I think some of the other people have said, is that success is not happiness. And, and that part, I, I don't know how many people really are digging into it. I think a lot of people are just thinking that, well, if your customer is happy, then, then that's awesome. That's great. And then all of a sudden you will see them kind of turn and you're like, well, what happened? They were happy. Uh, but what really happened was we were, they were not successful. So as a customer success person, it doesn't matter, as you said, whose job it is. You need to figure out how they make successful. And then the last part that I, I would love for you to kind of share a little bit more, if you could, on this part, which is treat every customer different. And I, I was under the impression that, man, we got to have a standard process for treating customer success as a process and, and treat every customer pretty much the same because we're giving them the same software. What do you mean when you say treat every customer different? 
Yeah, um, I think, you know, from a broad process level, of course, you know, there, there's going to be a need, right, to have that nice and structured um, and, and segmented in, you know, categories, if you will. But ultimately, when it comes down to it, you can't help a customer unless you understand what they need help with, yeah. right? Um, and we're all here to help B2B marketers. And so if you don't take a step and, and really understand and listen and ask questions, then you're not helping them. Yeah. Um, and if you're applying a process to someone without understanding, yeah. you're also not helping them. Right. Um, and so, you know, the process will only get you so far. At the end of the day, um, you know, business is business. People yeah. are people. And Every business has intricacies and different dynamics that you have to understand um, and truly put at the forefront of what you're offering or else um, you're not you're not helping them. Um, And and that's not rewarding. I love that, man. I love that you said every customer treat them differently. And I think that's that's a great way. Jason, thanks, Matt. Thanks, Angram. (laughs) Awesome. Flip My Funnel is on a mission to build the largest and most engaged community of B2B professionals in the world. Join the movement at flipmyfunnel.com. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.